Well, hello, hello, my fellow overthinkers, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Anthologies of an Overthinker. This is your overthinker, Josh, again speaking. Today's episode is going to be one that I feel very close to because it revolves around a topic that I experienced a lot myself but never really had a name for outside of just prejudice, racism, biased. But uh, this is a, a term that I've just heard myself within the last couple of years. So this is an episode that I'm calling the, the anti-human one. And when I say anti-human, I don't mean being against the fellow human, but seeing people as anything other than a fellow human before anything else. Because we have grown into a society who has become very full of biases and prejudices and snap judgments. And within these snap judgments that we have, we end up forgetting that, above all, we are all humans before we are whatever we identify as, whether it's your, your culture, your race, your color. And really, we shouldn't be identifying so much as those things as opposed to just a human being first. And I say this is a topic that's close to me because I was I was born as a uh, you know racially mixed. And when you become when you're mixed or as I like to call you know a mutt, every time anyone asks me what are you, just tell them I'm a mutt. Because if I'm and three or four different uh, cultures within me, and I'm not going to go over what I am because that's not what this is about. This is about seeing people as humans first. And when we come about the idea of identifying people as what they are, what they look like, what they sound like, what they dress like, we never give ourselves the chance or opportunity to see what what the fellow human really is. What is that person about? Because really, when we look at uh, people, we get this idea of who they are based on what they look like. Whether it's, uh, you know, the type of clothes they're wearing, the what's, maybe it's a, something on their shirt, whether it's a design or a saying. We have a lot of we have a lot of people that express individuality through what they wear. And sometimes that can cause us to have these snap judgments. And I know that uh, I was one that uh, had a lot of snap judgments placed upon me. Some of it my own fault, but most of it because of the way, the way I look, the color of my skin. You know, the way people assume I am before they see who I am and what I really am about. And I have tried my hardest to make sure that I have not become one of those people. Because after all, when we, when we coexist in this world, we are humans first. Because when we come into this world, we don't know what we are. We don't know if we're, if we're, you know, Native American, or English, or Irish, or Scottish, or Hispanic, 
back or we don't know that when we first come into this world we're told that we're told what we are we're told how to identify especially more so nowadays we're told that we need to identify as a particular way as a particular you know view and we're not really given a chance to decide what that view is so really we need to begin to start breaking down the biases and the snap judgments that we view upon our fellow human because in the long run if there was you know we've been having a whole lot of talk of you know say of aliens in this world and you know are they going to come and try to destroy humanity or whatever but if that was really a scenario if that was really a case and we had to say you know fight a war against a uh, you know an off-planet race so to speak or a uh, a an alien race so to speak would we begin to see each other as those cultural differences as the colors of our skin i mean no because there was something that would unite us you know we had a uh, we had a scenario like that uh, it was you know everyone's familiar with uh, the uh, september 11th bombings the uh, world trade center and when that happened, and being such an unfortunate tragedy that it was, after that happened, our country, America, was united in such ways that we have never seen ourselves united. We didn't see each other as our, the color of our skin, what we wear, what, uh, what we look like, what we act like. We just saw ourselves as you know, fellow Americans, fellow humans. And we united against a, you know, let's just say a, a common enemy, for lack of a better term, because that's what the idea was. But then again, that was also fellow humans. And I know there is a lot of controversy and a lot of, you know, uh, quote-unquote conspiracy theories revolving around that. But the point of bringing that up is that in order for humans to see themselves as humans before anything else, something has to happen that unites us. But why does tragedy have to happen in order for humans to see themselves as that before anything else? And that's the, the, the main focus of this, uh, of this episode is why. Why do we have to go through something tragic or something traumatic before we see ourselves as fellow humans? And I want to back that up into what can we do to see ourselves as, you know, just individuals coexisting, trying to live and survive this world in any way possible without having to worry about our fellow humans making it more difficult for us. So I had mentioned earlier that uh, I grew up uh, mixed. You know, and when you're mixed and people have ideologies of, you know, you're not enough of this race, you're not enough of this culture, you don't understand that culture enough to be included in such a culture, it boils down to a matter of what do you look like? 
based on, you know, unfortunately, your skin color. Now, when I have a uh, more of a, a brownish skin color than a, a white skin color, you could say, but I do have some Caucasian ethnicity in my, uh, in my genes, so to speak. But growing up in high school, or in, well, yeah, high school, because, you know, when we're, when we're younger, sometimes we're not put upon biases to think of and ways to see people. We just, we're just living. We're just trying to figure the world out. And then it's later in life that we start to develop these, uh, these ideals of, you know, the fellow human. And whether that's because of, you know, the, the culture that we grew up in, our parents or family members' uh, ideologies, or, you know, the, the shows or TV uh, or media, whatever it is that we had watched, we end up seeing ourselves for, you know, more than what we really are. And I mean more than what we are is because people will, you know, judge others dependent on what they see in them. Maybe their hair color isn't right. Maybe their hairstyle isn't right compared to what they want it to be. But going on snap judgments as far as skin color, I mean, yeah, we have, you know, what people, uh, when they say we got our, you know, we got our white, we got brown, we got black, we've got yellow, and those, we all know what those are referring to as far as the specific color cultures and ethnicities, but I'm not, not going to go into that. But the idea is, what if, what if there was more to a person's, uh, than just, uh, those primary skin colors? I mean, what if we were, what if our individuality as far as our physical look was based upon, let's just say, I'm going to throw out uh, a more of a ridiculous premise, but let's say colors of the rainbow. What if we were, what if there were people in this world that were blue, pink, purple, you know, uh, any other uh, colors of the rainbow that you wouldn't necessarily see of a skin color? I mean, would we still, would we still be bent on, on disliking our fellow human because of that? Or would it just be more of a thing as like, wow, you have a pretty cool skin color. I haven't seen that shade of color on a person before. You know, when we see these portrayals in media and movies that deal with, uh, with humans and, let's say, aliens coexisting. And we see that, uh, in some cases, that, you know, they're portrayed in such ways where it's accepted. But in this uh, real world... Would it be accepted? Would we accept people based on their skin color if it wasn't just, you know, brown, black, white, yellow, and red? Or at least the shades of those colors. Because that's not what we are. That's not who we are. Who we are is what we believe inside. And sometimes what we believe inside is influenced in negative ways because of, you know, where we came from, you know, the, the belief system that we had uh, instilled in us at, uh, at a young age for some. I mean, I was, uh, I was fortunately given the, 
the option to choose what it is that I believed. You know, I'm not a religious person. I wasn't, uh, I mean, I was baptized Catholic, but I was never forced to, I was never forced to have the beliefs of Catholicism, even though that is part of a belief that was very prominent in the uh, patriarchal side of my family, but my father never made me practice it. It was just, uh, you know, figure it out for yourselves. And that's what's important, is allowing people to figure things out for themselves, understand the ways of the world for themselves. While we have many influences in this world, whether it's the society, the neighborhood we're brought up in, our family expectations, we should all have a sense of things being our own thoughts, our own ideas. Because even though we have influences in this world, it doesn't mean that we have to follow them. As individuals, we're not meant to be followers. I mean, some of us are in a role to where, you know, we need to follow an example. You know, we prime example being, you know, if you're at work, if you are under the leadership of a team, a team lead or a supervisor, then yeah, you do have to sort of follow the role of a follower until you move up into maybe more of a leadership spot. But we need to all remember that we are individuals. We can have a mind of our own. And regardless of what our family wants us to think, what our friends want us to think and feel, what the society, what the world is expecting us to feel, it is important for us to remember that we only need to be influenced by our own thoughts, our own judgments. Does it really make sense to hate someone or dislike someone because of their skin color? Is that your own thought or is that a thought that someone put into your head. Like I had mentioned, I am mixed. I am a mutt. And growing up as a mutt, it was very difficult for me to find where I fit in. Even with my, my uh, close group of friends growing up, I was still the outsider. I was only part of that group because my best friend that I grew up with was the one that sort of allowed me to be indoctrinated into such a group. But I was never I was never one that felt like if my best friend that time wasn't around, would I still be accepted in that group? Would I still be able to be included in whatever various activities? In being an adult and seeing that past, that part of me, come and gone, I recognized that no, no, I don't think I would have been, because even now I don't have any sort of ties with the, the friends and the people that I had uh, grown up with, the ones that, you know, influenced me, helped, uh, helped me make me into who I am today, is all I started to recognize was 
that even though there's influences around and there's people that are that are uh, you're putting different ideas and perspectives in your head and the culture of society there really isn't any reason as to why we can't make up our own choices and think what we believe you know a lot of the times you know you'll have you'll have children young adults teenagers who dislike an aspect of something or a person because of their beliefs, whether it's their religion, their skin color, where they're from, you know, what they like to watch, what they like to do with their free time. And we're told that, oh, you shouldn't hang out with this person or you, uh, you shouldn't associate with this group, you know, because of, uh, you know, some reasonings that don't make sense, which usually are wrapped around biases and prejudices and in some cases you know racism unfortunately in more than some cases i'm just being a little bit nice about it but what's the problem with seeing people as human beings a fellow human being one who is also trying to just live and exist in this world and you know find their place in this world because that's all we're trying to do is as people as human beings is find our place in this world whether it's you know with a group of friends or you know in a uh, on a team if you're in a a uh, involved in sports or you know being being included in whatever sort of activity that you're in without being worried about whether or not someone's going to judge you for who you are or what you are what you look like where you come from because there's uh, on top of you know bias and prejudice and racism there's also the idea of you know well a caste system being that you might not be good enough for you know one scenario or the other because you're too poor or you're not dressed well enough or you know these uh, this group is part of a a higher class of society based on you know money and money i've mentioned before is essentially it makes the world go around but is also the root of all evil and we can't really base our our ideals of what we want to see people as upon where where they come from, how much money they have. I mean, it's, it's a very single-minded concept to base whether or not a person is worth interacting with, associating with, being friends with, being acquaintances with, whatever the case may be, based on things that you were told as, you know, as a child or as a teenager or growing up. You know, there's there's many uh, different facets of why a person can dislike another person. But those come from somewhere before we even know what they are. And it's not right for us to understand that what we believe is based on maybe someone else's ideologies. Maybe your own family's ideologies. Maybe your 
a person who has been, you know, ostracized from your family because, you know, you don't believe the same things. You don't follow the same religion. You don't, uh, you didn't follow in the, uh, in your family's, you know, footsteps. Maybe, you know, in some, in some cultures, you know, you are expected to be, say, a doctor or be, you know, a lawyer, be some other sort of high-class profession as it's deemed in some, uh, some places. And if you're not, then you're thought of as less because you want to be your own person. And there's a lot of cases of that. I mean, I've met many people who have felt like outcasts from their own family, clearly on the idea that they don't believe the same thing that their family does. And this could be anywhere from, you know, religion to politics. I mean, especially religion and politics and, you know, sometimes even sports. I mean, there's, uh, those are the three main things that I have recognized in this world that can and almost always will start some sort of heated conversation, some sort of argument, some sort of, you know, verbal fight. Because some people have very strong opinions in these things. But it's not wrong to have a difference of opinion with a person. There's nothing wrong with, you know, believing in one thing over the other. Because, really, when we believe in one thing over another, that doesn't mean that we're different. doesn't mean that we're just this uh, not worthy I mean, there's a uh, there's an idea that that uh, I've mentioned before. You know, I, I reference Bruce Lee a lot, but he's got a lot of philosophies and ideologies that I I get behind. I appreciate because it's how I feel. Maybe he his words, his philosophy influenced me as a uh, a child or a teenager, a young adult, even into my uh, adult years now. But the idea that under the stars and on the, under the heavens, we are all but one family. Meaning that we all come from the same, the same energy, in a way. If everything is energy, I mean, there's a, a belief that most Native American cultures followed that was called animism. Animism being the idea that everything is energy and everything comes from energy and everything is based upon the idea that as everything is energy, we should all be interconnected and have this sense of unity based upon that. And this uh, idea of, of unity and solidarity amongst all people is something that escapes a lot of us. And a lot of that is because of what we've been taught to believe. You know, and there's a uh, there's this great scene in a movie, a very underrated movie, I believe, that was based off of a a French uh, comic book from the uh, late '60s, early '70s. The movie was called uh, Valerian in the Planet of a Thousand or City of a Thousand Planets. And the opening sequence shows you know the humans greeting at first it started off with different uh, 
people from a different race, whether it was the, the Russians, or it was the Chinese, the Japanese. But then, as, as the uh, space exploration became more prominent, now we were being introduced to new, new species of alien races. And there was always a handshake or some sort of greeting or some sort of gesture of welcoming. Regardless of what these aliens looked like or what they, you know, what they smelled like, how they gre greeted each other, there was always a sense of unity. And this idea of this city of a thousand planets is not just this one city that's literally of a thousand planets. It's a city that is based upon the idea that there is what the America liked to uh, consider themselves. You know, a melting pot. A melting pot of people that come together and can live and coexist with each other with no worries of being, you know, uh, judged or subjugated to, you know, this sort of uh, ideology of how they're looked at. And we are still striving to try to figure out how to do that as a society. And here we are in the year 2023, where we've been nothing but, uh, you know, as I mentioned, anti-human. You know, this, we've been following what seems like an anti-human agenda just based upon where we're from, what we've done, you know, what we're doing, and what we've been taught to believe. But what we're told to believe isn't necessarily what we have to believe. I mean, we're all individuals and we all have a mind of our own. And we can all break down those constructs of beliefs that we've been told to believe and must understand that in your heart of hearts and how you feel deep down inside, is that truly what you believe? Do you really dislike this person because of their skin color? Do you really dislike another person because of what they're dressed like, what they're wearing? I mean, there's so many biases and reasons to dislike a person, but really, we're just all human, trying to live a human experience, and there shouldn't be anybody else to tell us that we're doing it the wrong way, that... We are living the wrong way because of how we look. It's been a long time in existence where we have judged each other based upon how we look, what we look like, and we have unnecessary conflict that results in that. But within that unnecessary conflict is a necessity to realize do we really need to have these conflicts with each other because you believe something that I believe as different or because my skin color is just a little bit darker than yours or because your ancestors were a particular way to my ancestors. So now there is a concept that has just recently been brought about called ancestral trauma. You know, my, uh, in my culture, I come from culture of uh, the Clinkett Indians, Clinkett Americans, I should say, because we were 
here before America was referred to as America, but we were based out of the southeast Alaska. And my ancestors were subjugated and persecuted to the furthest extent that they possibly could be, to the point where the Klingit language is almost a dying language. And those that speak it fluently and remember the time that the language was outlawed, remember the time where if we were speaking our native tongue, we would be brutally punished for it, are still fearful to speak it to this day and even speak upon what it was that happened that caused that feelings. Because even though that happened hundreds or thousands of years ago, there is a ancestral trauma. It's something that's it's within our DNA. It's within our genes. Our genes and our DNA is part of what makes us what we are. And if there is trauma involved in that, then sometimes we can't help but feel those ways. But that doesn't mean we have to feel that way. I mean, Native Americans have been the most heavily persecuted culture in all of American history, even over the slaves. And even within Native American culture, there was also slavery. But you don't continue to hear Native Americans speak upon how they were continuously subjugated for God knows how long, pushed away from their lands. Because we believe that we're trying to be better. We're trying to see a better way of living. And if we're stuck within the ancestral trauma that we can't break free of, then we can't see a better way of living. We can't choose to live a better way. And outside of the, you know, speaking on the Native American cultures, I mean, even with the Caucasian cultures, whether it's European, English, Irish, you know, German, Russian, I mean, there's many, many other cultures that are, uh, fall under the Caucasian blanket. And there's ancestral trauma within them too. I mean, the European culture goes back thousands of years where there was, you know, conquering of this uh, culture and conquering of that culture. And now there's bad blood between these cultures, even to this day, because of that ancestral trauma. But even outside of that, we are still just human beings. If anything, we're spiritual beings that all come from the same spirit, the same energy, the same greater consciousness, the same greater energy source, whether you believe that to be God or you know a greater power or whatever the case may be based on your belief system, we are all still humans trying to live a human experience who no longer live as humans once we die. Because after you die and you leave your human body, you're no longer a human. But in the meantime, before that happens, we should stop and realize that we are living an anti-human agenda every time we persecute someone based on who they are, 
what they look like, the skin color they have, the clothes they're wearing, or whatever other nonsensical reason to dislike or hate a person. Because in the long run, everyone is always just trying to do the same thing. And that same thing is living, surviving, trying to experience this world in the best possible way that we can and in the best possible way that we know. And try not to step on the toes of other people along the way. But that's exactly what we have ended up doing, is stepping on each other's toes in such ways that we hate on a person because of who they are, because of where they're from. And you can't go to a single day thumbing through the news, swiping through the news, whatever it is you read your news sources on, without seeing some sort of hate crime. And that's something that we really need to step away from. Because whether you're black, brown, yellow, red, orange, blue, pink, whatever the color you possibly see a person as, that doesn't change the fact that we are still humans. And as humans, we should be lifting each other up, helping each other live the best possible life that we can. Because it's already difficult as it is living the world, living in the world that we currently live in now, where we're already being pit against each other by the greater governing powers or the, you know, the, the titans of industry or whoever it is that's, that chooses our way of life. Because really, it's not us in a way. Us, I mean fellow humans, people that are living a normal day-to-day life that is choosing the way we live is the higher powers, the governing powers, the rich, the, uh, the ones that have the power to influence society in any way they could, but choose to do so in a malevolent way, in, with malicious intent, in order to keep themselves propped up to the pedestal that they want to stay on. But that is also an anti-human agenda, and we can't fall victim to continuously living with an oblivious anti-human agenda. So I implore anyone listening to this to recognize that no matter what color you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you wear, your fellow human, your fellow neighbor, the person next to you, wherever you may be, is just trying to live the same kind of life that you're trying to live and survive this world that has become increasingly difficult to live in. So in this world where it becomes increasingly difficult to live in, it won't hurt any of us to try to live with a sense of unity amongst our fellow humans. Because really, in the long run, that's what we want, is to live peacefully. All everyone ever wants is to live a peaceful life, a happy life, and to be able to go about their day-to-day without worrying about who's going to persecute them for what they look like, for what they're wearing. And if we can just take the right foot forward and take the right steps to make that happen, not only would this world be a better place, 
the society would be a happier place. We would coexist much better. This melting pot of America that has been proclaimed in the past may actually be such a melting pot. And who knows? I mean, it could even be a matter of this could be a melting pot of the world, the way it was meant to be. So I'm going to call this a good, uh, a good ending to this episode because I have touched on a lot of topics and bases that I really wanted to within this show. And so once again, this is your overthinker Josh speaking, reminding you to never overthink anything you don't have to because here at Anthologies of an Overthinker, we'll do it for you. And I would also like you to know that nobody has the power to bring you down. Only you. So until next time, take care of yourselves. This audio is made with Audio Toolkit for Windows Store, downloaded for free now.